What did we just watch, Kevin? I I don't know how to answer that question because this is one of the weirder podcasts we've uh, ever recorded. Do you want me to rephrase the question? No, I appreciate that you asked it that way because the premise of the podcast is it's the stuff we watch. Yes. Um, but we didn't watch. We constructed the first puzzle from the Magic Puzzle Company uh, called The Happy Isles. And then we decided to do a podcast about the experience of putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Which is weird. Because performance is everywhere. Performance is everywhere. It's always about reading the text. Yes. Well, this uh, puzzle has a surprise at the end, but we're not going to tell you the surprise. No, we're going to actually not spoil something this We're going to make it spoil-free. This is the one time we are not spoiling the media we discuss. Yes. Because there's so much we can discuss without getting to the ending. Which is yes. weird. First of all, let's start with the fact that this puzzle has an ending. Uh-huh. Like, That's and it's not, not just, just, you put you, the last piece in. You complete it. Yeah. Uh, there is a secret envelope. It's not a secret envelope. There's an envelope inside the box that says, don't open this until you've completed the puzzle. And there's another envelope inside that says, no, really, don't open this until you've completed the puzzle. So you double, double, double half double. nut. So can you tell us a little bit about the Magic Puzzle Company I and what's like can. what's different than when I pick up at Walmart? Well, so this is a puzzle company that was started uh, via Kickstarter, and it has a number of people involved in the original production. But um, the ones names I cannot remember, and they're not on the back of the puzzle, which is disappointing because that's what I'm looking at right now. But it was a magician and a game designer were two of the primary designers of this jigsaw puzzle. And it is a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle, just what you'd expect from that. There are a bunch of pieces. It's a big picture. You put them together. But they put this together with the goal, and there's three in the series, and ideally they will make more in the future as well. Um, they designed these puzzles with certain goals in mind um, and sort of improving the jigsaw experience. They were avid puzzlers, and they said this could be better. And I am not an avid puzzler, so I don't I have to take it on their word, but I will say I enjoyed this experience. But <laughs> the things that they did were a few things. First of all, they made sure to design the die cut of the puzzle around the art, um, both to make enhancing enhance the experience of putting it together, but also make it like make sense in a lot of ways. That's really interesting. Um, and to highlight the art instead of just like here's a piece of art that we've now stamped into a puzzle it is art designed around the puzzle experience so like you can see parts of scenes on the actual bless you bless you Kevin is especially I'm real allergic today. today yeah um, you can see like scenes and things that are going on on the individual pieces um, and, and the puzzles aren't designed around that because this particular one of the happy Isles, is a group of islands. It's a chain of islands. Mm -hmm. Archipelago might be the word. Ooh, and words. it's got hundreds of little people, not quite stick figures, but, um, simple cartoons doing all sorts of different things from going shopping to fishing to landing a spacecraft archaeologists archaeologists down, down at the bottom there's some puzzlers there are some people putting together a copy of this puzzle it seems Ooh, and the cats they're cat and there's island. a whole island of cats which is why we chose this one 
first it had of the, the three yes. that we have. Because I backed the Kickstarter and we have all three puzzles um, now. Um, and Amy has pulled open something that is another like quality of life improvement is that the puzzle itself comes with two um, very large, not exactly full sized, but poster sized copies of the image that you are working from. Yes. Printed on very high quality paper where you can suspend it in yeah. quadrants uh, where you can keep folding and unfolding and it's not going to rip. Yeah, or damage the paper. Yeah, it's it's high quality. It feels good. You'd have to try. You have to work at it. But it is is a high quality paper. Um, It is amazing to be able to work on a puzzle with somebody else and not have to fight over the box the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, And because this is such an intricate puzzle, there is lots of staring at it and... Like going, okay, where does this individual piece go? Where where can I put it? What is what part of the story am I being told here? Uh, so that's neat. I definitely found patterns, and I, I won't give all the patterns away, so you yeah. you can figure it out at home. Uh, my biggest complaint is just that the picture is so tiny. The people are so tiny. Yes. One, this... of, one of the patterns you follow is trying to match the people together. Yes. That's probably pretty obvious. And I really felt like I needed one of those swinging lamps with a magnifier. Yeah. A big... That, that would have been helpful. magnifier. Maybe like pro puzzlers have that in uh-huh. their uh, toolbox. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, maybe, maybe I just need to invest in a magnifying <laughs> glass. Um, for the next one, but it is, I was like squinting Mm -hmm. because it is small. It is the the individual aspects of the art are very small. And that is something that does seem to continue across all of the puzzles. Like looking at the other ones, there are similar, you know, cartoon scenes where there's a bunch of different things happening simultaneously. And the pieces are very small, which just doubles the smallness of it because the, print is really tiny mm-hmm. already and then it's small pieces and it if if the pieces were bigger and you could see more of the scene it would be less eye straining yes i mean it'd be, it'd be less easier. of a puzzle but <laughs> so i just i just need to adjust to the puzzle yeah. try and, instead of trying to puzzle adjusting to me mm-hmm. yeah there's also we didn't actually complete it but there is a um it comes with a checklist of like things to search for mm-hmm. while you're putting together the puzzle, um, including like messages in a bottle and cats out of place. Yeah, and we found a few of them. We did. We weren't we weren't focusing on that particularly so much as we're we just the, kind of so puzzle. overwhelmed because I can't remember the last time I did a puzzle. Maybe when I was a teenager. Yeah, I mean, I Maybe. we did some at my last job. We would have on an empty desk. We would occasionally have big puzzles that people could come work on in a spare minute or two. But it was not something where we were sitting down and, and like, doing a puzzle together. Mm-hmm. See, it, is, it has been quite some time since I've done a jigsaw. Uh, but I figured if we were going to do a jigsaw, we ought to do a really interesting one. And this qualified in my mind. Yeah, this is the first time we've done a jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah, and we're still together. Our relationship didn't crumble, so that's good. Good job. <laughs> uh, and, as you, as you may have noticed, jigsaw puzzles have been in recently mm-hmm. during... Kind of our self-isolation during the yes. pandemic. Something you can do that um, isn't baking bread. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I feel like maybe people have gotten over baking bread and doing puzzles. Oh, yeah. And now they they're just have. going out. They're yeah. They're just going out now. Yeah. Which is not the correct answer to that situation. Stop going out. We've got two more puzzles. Yeah. We'll <laughs> get we through them. Do. 
so Kevin, what's uh-huh. your strategy in approaching a puzzle? That's a really good question. Um, because I think my my if you were to ask me before now, I would have been I would have said, Well, I'm an edge guy. I gotta start on the edges and work my way in. You know, you find the corners, then you find the edges. Um, which is something that this puzzle actively works against. Mm-hmm. Um, there are multiple false positive edges in this, which are pieces that look like edge pieces and that they are, there's a straight line mm-hmm. on one side or close to a straight line on one side that is not part of an edge, Yeah, um, which is clever puzzle design. Um, but it had me really like reconsider what I need to be doing to put together a jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cause what I ended up doing was color blocking was sort of where I ended up. Um, yeah, I was doing a lot of that as well. Like, there's a big white section that is all snowy. So I did a lot of work finding all of those pieces. And that was sort of my first big area. I was like, cool, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on all of these. I know these are all close to each other, so I'm going to have a higher probability of finding a match by putting two pieces together. Um, and so I think that is now my puzzle strategy. Yeah, it definitely stretched, well... <laughs> I didn't have a puzzle strategy coming in because I That's haven't fair. done a puzzle. That's fair. I, I mean, you do you do the edges and then maybe you color block it. Uh, another one I did is by object. So if I could tell, like, trees, palm trees, mm-hmm. and I tried to find all the palm tree pieces mm-hmm. and put them. Um, yeah, which, which again, this puzzle kind of worked against for a while. Because this, this particular yeah. one has a lot of, um, we'll say, tentacle-like objects. Mm-hmm. Um and we separated those out pretty early on and then basically ignored them until the last third of the puzzle mm-hmm. because they were they're so spread out and amongst so many other things well, and they're the hardest and they're the hardest by far cuz they're all the same shape yeah. basically and there's uh red and there's pink and, it's and there's very close together really hard to tell the two colors apart yeah another place that light with a magnifier would have been helpful mm-hmm. i suspect yeah also, better light in our living room. Yeah, we don't have great overhead lighting. Um, I also found that I think I was pretty good at shape. Yeah. Like spotting shapes. That mm-hmm. the, like, oh, this shape this. will fit that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. That that will do well. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I asked if you had, like, categorized. When you started, I was like, oh, do you categorize the pieces based on sort of their, their shape? And you said, no, I don't no. really do that. But then you also had names for the different, like, parts of a puzzle piece that I didn't have. Like, you're like, oh, these are the hearts. Um, <laughs> like, I'm looking for a piece with four hearts on it. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I think that's the only name. Okay. Maybe uh, that was the only the, one. Or the little heart heart ones. I don't think I have any yeah. straight edges. I feel like there should be a, a naming, like, terminology set for I puzzles. there is. I mean, if you... Did you check the puzzle Reddit? No, that's... I shouldn't. I didn't. But yeah, that's where or you would some find other it. internet. Yeah, like, because like hole. you have you have a piece that is you know four sticky outy bits north south east west or two in two out. Or you can like male female. Yeah, although that's an oversimplification. But they look like hearts to me. Though they do. No, that when you described that, I was I, I understood you what call you meant. Them spades because they kind of look like card spades. Yeah. But I, I like. Hearts. The hearts was fine. Like, it was not a bad descriptor. I mean, I was just curious that we were... I thought it was interesting that we were sort of developing that lexography. It's funny. It was also, for me, looking through it and looking for color and for shape. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was very much for me like looking for four leaf clovers, which I'm really good at. Yes, you are. I find a you lot find of them. them. I'm going to say I've never found a four-leaf clover in the state of Texas. They don't exist here. Well, there's not a lot of, like, grassy no, areas that I visit. That we hang so out there's not – Yeah. I haven't had the chance yes. um, to find any. But it was a similar process experience. Yeah. yeah of looking. Yeah. It, it was definitely interesting to to shape my process as I was sort of going through – one of the things I, I had to do was, like, if I would get stuck on an area when I was doing these sort of color blockings, I would just have to, like, literally move to another side of the table mm-hmm. to work on a different thing entirely. Because I'm like, I'm, I would get frustrated and be like, I'm just doing the same things over and over again. Like, I've tried to match these two pieces together oh, six yeah. times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, they're not going to match. They don't match. They don't go together. i got to do something else. So I would move to a different spot and work on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we got pretty good at describing what we were looking for as well to mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I need this particular kind of piece. Like palm trees were ex- an example. Um, and then occasionally one of us would find a piece that was like, oh, I know this is in the area that you're working on. And it's like, oh, it turns out it's like that. That was the one piece I was yeah. missing, um, which was helpful. I'm also, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the picture of it yeah. too, because I realized you did most of the top half. I did most of the bottom half. That is true. And I never looked at the top half to see the, like, the, the, <laughs> the little scenes little happening. Scenes. Yeah, and the little... Yeah, there's a little oh. farmer's market that's got going on. Um, yeah, I, I didn't look at the bottom very much. Although there is there are some very fun, cute stories. There's a little sci-fi corner. Yeah, so you uh, find... Uh, there's kind of, like... Uh, cameos by some characters you might, you might recognize find familiar and, and might. definitely um cartoonish enough that nobody's gonna get sued <laughs> right no copyright infringement um i was also very aware in doing it uh the physicality of a yeah we don't have the right space we don't have a dining room table to like sit at chairs and do it so we did it on our coffee table mm-hmm. and we set it up wrong, which we should have set it up <laughs> so that we could sit on our couch and our ottoman. Yes, which we will do for our next puzzle. We oriented it so that we had to sit more on the floor. Yeah, which um, was a bit of a struggle. And, and it and it hurt. But then I do the thing that I try not to do at work. I call it binge working, where I just go for a few hours without a break. Yeah. And I just, like, I couldn't break. <laughs> Like, no, no, just one on more, one more, one more piece, yeah. and then, and then I'll take a break and stretch out my neck and mm-hmm. back and whatnot. Yeah, well, yeah, we worked on it uh, off and on. Um, usually, when it was on, it was for the longer stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate again having not worked a lot of puzzles, having a lot of experience. I appreciated that I never felt stymied, like there was a point where I, I was just like nothing is working. But I also regularly felt challenged. Like, it managed to balance those very well. Which is interesting. Again, from a, a narrative standpoint or a structural puzzle standpoint. Like, someone who was really thinking through the gameplay aspect yeah. of it. Like, what does it feel like to put this puzzle together? Because I think a lot of the puzzle houses out there print things on cardboard. They have universal stamps that just go kachunk on six different puzzles. Somebody actually turned that into art where they started finding puzzles that used the same stamp and then mixing the pieces. Oh, that's cool. Um, so they would make like hybrid puzzles 
which is very neat. It sounds like cool art. It was. It was very cool. Um, I'm sure you can find it on the internet. But, uh, yeah, so because companies use standard stamps for their puzzles, um, he would get, like, the one I remember was, like, a half train, half horse that he blended together by mixing their pieces from the same mold stamp. Die. Die cut. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no two pieces in this were cut exactly the same. I believe that is correct. Um, I, I felt like you said that at some time, but I, I might that's, have That's possible. Up. I might have made it up when I said it. Um, it. It is something that I felt was very positive about it, is when you put two pieces together and they matched, you felt it. There was a tactility to yeah. it. Um, and so if you put two pieces together that you thought matched visually, and they didn't quite like snap in that perfect way, mm-hmm. you were like, I don't think this is right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that certainly felt true that there was no way to connect two pieces incorrectly uh, which felt real good and then having the design built around the art was very neat you know there was one they even highlighted this on the kickstarter so it's the one i think about where there's a mushroom growing out of the top of a hut mm-hmm. and the like cap of the mushroom lines up with the top of the hut and the cut is directly on that line. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two pieces don't cut the art in half in weird ways or in ways that hurt the artwork. I don't know if I have a lot more to say about it, but I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. It felt like a lot of an accomplishment. And I felt it wasn't good about it. that long. We spent a Saturday on it and then... Uh, a few short bursts during the week, and, and then, then another, another afternoon. You afternoon, know. Um, and it's a thousand pieces. Yeah, I don't know. That's. I think it's a pretty that's... standard big puzzle. Um, is a thousand pieces, but it was it was very fun. It will be. It would be interesting for us to try a different kind of more a traditional puzzle yes than we could have as, as a bigger comparison we don't have any comparison because we don't remember yeah my suspicion is they're it. not as fun as this <laughs> fair enough fair. i'm not saying we won't i'm just saying this this one felt good mm-hmm. it felt satisfying throughout yeah which was very fun and i get i get the puzzle it's the satisfaction in finding pieces that go together. I feel like every time that happens, it's a little dopamine hit. Oh, which yeah. also, to me, explains why it's been so popular during the pandemic. Because you get yes. those, like, little dopamine hits. Feel successful. Um, and it passes the time. Mm-hmm. And you get a product at the end yeah. to, to show for your effort. And we only lost, I think, three pieces. Yeah. Which felt real good. We have found one of them so far. We found so one far. literally... Minutes before recording his podcast. So one day the other two pieces will pop up. Yep. Somewhere. Or the cat ate them. Yeah. We're mostly joking. She, she wouldn't. She probably wouldn't. She only eats her cat food and yeah. her cat treats. That's the only thing she's interested in. But I'm going to put this one in the box while I'm thinking about it right now. And the packaging of this The packaging is, is great. Um, you know, it gets you excited. It's got several. One envelope has the thousand pieces in it. Um, then there's like the double envelope the with the surprise. surprise this is you really, really don't want to look. Um, yeah, stop! Don't open this. Look at it. Yeah, no plastic inside the box either, That's which true. is interesting. Um, I know that because they pointed it out on the back. Yeah. 
No disposable plastic inside. No stock art we bought online. No puzzle dust. I don't really know what puzzle dust is. I can kind of guess. That's probably the cardboard debris that is uh, dusty. But there was none of that. Yeah, and lots of lots of very fun Easter eggs and cute things. You're like, oh, look! I recognize that. It's this thing from that thing. But high quality puzzle. Yeah, would recommend. Can you still get it on Kickstarter or is it? Uh, I think they've got stores. It's in stores. So there was. Let's. I I should mention some of the Kickstarter kerfuffle that happened around this. Oh, I should also say this is not a paid promotion at all. No, I wish. (laughs) I mean, it is paid for. By our patrons. Oh, well, that's different than if they <laughs> sent us for a it review. Is. I was just trying to snag, you know, bring in the Patreon uh-huh. as part of the context. Um, so there, were, there are two kerfuffles, one minor, one slightly less minor, that I feel like need to be mentioned, um, just from a context standpoint. Uh, the slightly less minor one, or the minor one, is that because of how publishing things work and supply lines work, it is possible for Kickstarters to be fulfilled and the product to be on, like, retail shelves before yeah. they get in the hand of backers. Yeah. Which doesn't feel great as a backer. Mm-hmm. And that happened with these. These were on, like, Target store shelves. People were seeing mm. them before they were in Puzzler's hands. And I understand that's how things happen. Um, it is never a good look, though, when you mm-hmm. feel like, if I had not given you money up front, I could have just gotten the one at the store sooner. But if they haven't given you money, they they couldn't have have printed them. I know. I'm, I'm not particularly unhappy about it. I got the puzzles I backed. I'm very excited about them. They meet my expectations. And for what it's worth, this Kickstarter started at the same time the lockdown did. And so I got these by the time the lockdown was lifted before. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. When, when did it lift, Kevin? It hasn't. It hasn't don't remember that part. It hasn't. We're still, we're still indoors. Remain indoors. Um, the other thing was one of the people involved in the original creation of this company, not necessarily the puzzles themselves, uh, was Max Temkin, who is most famous for being on the in the group of people that created Cards Against Humanity. And around the time this Kickstarter had closed, um, Max Temkin got Me Too'd mm. um, in the sense that he had a lot of inappropriate relationships with his coworkers, um, who, I say coworkers, his employees, because he was the CEO of the company. And um, he was then kicked off of this project by the people who are working on the Magic Puzzle Company, so I feel fine talking about the project and supporting it. I think they made the right choice. However, if that's something that you don't want to support at all, mm-hmm. by all means don't. Like, mm-hmm. I go in informed. I think it's an important thing to be aware of mm-hmm. in, the, in the, the purchasing of these. Um, and don't buy Cards Against Humanity, because it's just a bad game. It's not a good game. No. They're, they're For too- many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the two Kickstarter kerfuffles that happened as part of this, which are in the world of Kickstarter fairly benign. I got the product I paid for. There's a Kickstarter mm-hmm. that I backed seven years ago, of which I have received part of the reward. Well, part of Kickstarter is you're not guaranteed that yep. they're going to finish the project. Absolutely, and that's, that's that's part of it. There are definitely people who will scam you on Kickstarter, who will take your money with no intention of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've luckily only hit one of those i think but uh there is definitely something to be aware of when kickstarting kickstarter is not a store no 
Uh, fun fact about living with a Kevin is that we get random packages <laughs> all the time. For it's Kevin. always a surprise. What What is this, Kevin? I don't know. That's what happened with these. <laughs> oh, he showed I don't up. know. I wonder what those are. Oh, it's puzzles. Oh, it's this thing I backed a million years ago. Yeah. It's that fun. I forgot about. I, have, and... I, 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 say, I always say, like, I feel like I've cut back on Kickstarters, but I... I haven't. Oh. I've, I haven't done as many board game Kickstarters recently because of the pandemic. But I've Kickstarted other things like an album or digital comics. Books. Books. Books are great. I love books. There's, there's a big one I backed just recently for the last two volumes of the Salmon Fuzzy comic, which is an epic, like, 16,000-page comic book, of which I have the first four volumes, and then I'm going to have all seven. I'm very excited by when those come out. I kickstart a lot of stuff still. <laughs> and it's always a fun surprise. It is. See, it's always a fun surprise. See what it is. What did I get? Yeah, I don't know that I have anything else about the magic puzzles. Do you? Oh, I think that's... Yeah, a little, yeah. little quick fun. It's fun. If you want to have a little, a little, little fun puzzle more time. fun thing to do, now that it's maybe harder to get outside. I will say, uh, without spoiling the ending, I was Im- very impressed by the surprise. I at the end. was too, and I wonder if it's the same ending to the other two puzzles. It, I think it or is, it's... and here is why I think that. I'm just pointing to a thing that yeah. I noticed on the box I'd that be... makes me think it's similar. I yeah would be super impressed if it was different every time. I would but be I'm too. still. Still looking forward yes, to finding the surprise. To finding the other ones. Yes, the the surprise ending. Because honestly, when I started, like the entire time I was doing this puzzle, but even when I backed it, I'm like, how do you put a surprise ending on a puzzle? Yeah, what is that? I what does that even mean? I thought there might be like a sticker in it that said, I completed the puzzle. I think there was. There was a oh, sticker. I wasn't supposed to say that. But... The sticker's not a surprise. Oh, okay. Because the, the sticker was just like a magic puzzle company yeah, sticker. That's a, or, that you know, like a, like a prize, like a yeah. magnet or... Um, but no, there was an actual surprise ending to the puzzle mm-hmm. that I found surprising, and I spent much of my time working on the puzzle wondering what it could be. I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. Could it be mm-hmm. this? And it surprised me, and it was fun, and I was really excited by it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how many puzzles can you say are out there that have a surprise ending? Well, honestly, I don't know, because... Yeah, we don't know a lot puzzles. of puzzles. But at least three from the Magic Puzzle Company. Yeah. Hashtag not spawn. Sword. Not not spawn. Oh. You say not spawn when you're not sponsored. Oh, that's like internet lingo. Yeah. But we're not sponsored, but we are patronized. Yes. Patronizing? I Patronize us. <laughs> I guess they have the same root word. They do. <laughs> Looking for patrons. Yes. Tell us about our Patreon, Amy. Oh, you always do this part. I know. I was flipping the script. Or scripting the flip, as that one confusing ad says. You can go to patreon.com slash five degrees. Yep. And you can back us at several different levels. Yep. And for certain levels, you get the unedited version. Any level. Anybody. At any level, which are the, like, quick little things we say before and after. Yeah. uh, We officially begin and end. Mm-hmm. And our eternal gratitude for helping us absolutely with server costs and things to like buy puzzles. Yeah, and because buy of our patreons, we were able to buy a domain, so you yes. can go to our website, which is five degrees, five degrees mm-hmm. dot us between 
dot us. <laughs> it's the name of the podcast. Five degrees between us. Five degrees between dot, dot us. us. Got it. No W's, no comms. Um, is there anything else? Uh, secret lists of ep- of movies we oh, didn't watch. Yeah. Um, we do charge per episode. So if you don't want to pay more than a certain amount, we don't have a release schedule. Nope. Um, we average about one a week. Um, but things like when we're on vacation, we can do more. Or if we're super busy, we do fewer. Uh, so if you don't want to give us more than a certain amount of money per month, you can cap your monthly donations yeah. as well. Um, so if we suddenly put out an episode a day for a whole month and you're like, I don't want to give you $30, mm-hmm. you can say five. You can yeah. cap yourself. Yeah. Um, so you have that control. Uh, I think that's all the pages. The podcast will always be free. We want that to be always the case because that's how podcasts work. I think that's all the things about the Patreon. We are super, super glad for the Patreons we already have. It's very glad to have them. We're very glad to have them. They help us do the show every week or month Woo-hoo. or day or two in a single day as this particular this recording happened. Yeah, so if you're listening to this because it's in the latest one in your podcast feed, check. There's another one before this that got released like minutes apart. Yes. And both of these are from things we did last weekend. Yeah. We're behind the curve. Yeah. And we might do another one tomorrow. Who knows? Because tomorrow's yep. actually Saturday. Yep. It's Friday when we record this, and we often watch a movie on Saturday. I don't know what day it is. We had Thanksgiving, and that just really threw everything everything's, even further everything's off. confused. Uh, I think it's everything. Yeah. All right. Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin.